My name is Dustin, and welcome to the Earthian Podcast, where I explore the everyday stories, emotions, and realities that make up the human experience as we know it on Earth. Today's guest currently lives in the Seattle area, but grew up all over the U.S. We met through our mutual friend Bobby, who was on episode 16. Today in our conversation, we talk about what it means to love another person and how it's different from being a savior. We talk about his relationship with his mother and how that has shifted and changed through the years. And we talk about art, music, and his journey within himself. This is my conversation with Chris Sims. Let's just start with where, where you're at right now. What are you doing? Where are you at? Uh, how, how are you? Man, I'm good. I, uh, I'm feeling pretty um, oddly hopeful. You know, I think that just in the in the current state, I'm kind of just I'm feeling grateful to just be just wake up right now. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling grateful to uh, have energy to to do something I love. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling motivated and and chasing the things that I love to do right now. Um, putting all of the stress aside, putting all of the all of the things that are out of my control aside and um, I'm in Seattle right now mm-hmm. and you know it's it's a, it's a strange energy um, it, um, outside of what's usually strange about Seattle and in terms of the social structure but right. for, for the most part like I'm doing pretty good um, I'm at home that's where I'm at where I'm supposed to be in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in our current <laughs> our current uh, state of state of uh, you know, state of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Are you from Seattle? Is that where you grew up? No, uh, I've been in Seattle for just about three years. Um, I grew up in several places. Um, I was born in California. I spent about nine years of my life there, off and on, um, in Anaheim. And then, you know, I lived in Arizona for quite a bit as a child spent about a decade in Michigan. Um, I was back and forth, you know, my parents split up at a very young age. So there were times where my mother was not able to, you know, take care of me, you know, so she would send me and my brothers to my father, like, you know, to my, to their father, my stepfather, you know, so I was kind of always just like this, you know, it was always a moving target when it came to like my, my identity, just in, in terms of like agriculture, like not agriculture, in terms of you know, city, like, where are you from? Or how do I, how I identified myself? It's, it's mm-hmm. several places that, it's several places that shape me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's two things that you said that I'm curious about. One thing is, um, I, I'm curious how your parents splitting up affected you. And then uh-huh. the second part, I think, I mean, we can dive deeper into like your identity in terms of your location. Um, and then growing up in these different places, how did that affect you? Um, just how did the situation affect you? When they split, I was really young, man. And oddly enough, like, I wasn't, I, I wasn't like the traditional, you know, route in terms of like getting upset in, uh, in that situation. I was really young when it happened. Um, so I'll, all I knew was like, all I knew was going to see, you know, going to see dad this weekend, going to see mom this week, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, there was a point in time where I spent majority of the time with my mother for quite a while, and I would go long stints without seeing my stepfather. Um, I don't, I didn't really know my biological father, you know. Uh, but 
it, 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 it was okay. I guess as I got older, it became more frustrating when I was, you know, getting into 12, 13, I'm starting to hit puberty, you know, ask questions. What am I, where's my real dad? You know, I just started to, I started to get confused as I started to step into the teens. Um, and then that turned into frustration. Um, at that point, I started to see that this isn't right. You don't, you know, I started to resent my mother, resent my stepfather for a while uh, be because I knew that the decisions they were making were affecting me and I wasn't really, you know, the things are out of my control. You're just a kid, you know, yeah. you're just a kid. You're just a kid. You don't know what you're talking about when you know, that was, there was a lot of that being thrown around too. Um, so I kind of, it, you know, when you ask me how it affected me, yeah, it, for a long time in my teens, I was resentful towards my parents. I would act out. I mean, I was never like, I never did drugs. I, I, I always, I was always curious and did my thing. I was really, you know, my escape was art, you know, I'm sports. I was a good kid, but I just never liked to listen to them, you know, in general. Right. I, didn't, I didn't like their rules. I didn't believe that they followed them. You know, yeah. things were different for the kids versus with the adult. Like they never led in that in that way. And I love them deeply still to this day. Like I love my mother, I love my stepfather, but you know, I had to. I learned that at a very young age that I needed to kind of model off some. I had to model life from something other than my family at that point. So, um, mm -hmm. so yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Say yeah. say more about that. What do you mean by that last part? You said you had to model your life after somebody other than your, your parents. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you know, you, you have a friend that's like, that has a good life. So you go and hang out with your friend and you like kind of learn like, wow, this is how life you guys, you eat dinner at the same table together. You know, mm. you, you, you know, there's, you plan family trips every year. You guys set goals and have time aside for that kind of thing. Right. You know, I thought that kind of shit was like just on TV, you know, gotcha. I watched yeah. Prince. I watched like the Cosby show, you know, you, you think, oh, this is just television. This is not how things go. You know, we didn't eat dinner at the table of the family ever, you know, mm. my, you know, my dad was on the couch or my mom would make us dinner and go to her room. Like we, we didn't, we didn't have a sort of engagement right, where, right. where life happening for me as a child was talked about in and um nurtured and discussed on next steps you know problem yeah, yeah. solving that never happened with my family you know got you so so yeah like i would go to a friend's house and chris how are you doing oh well thank you wow I'm, i don't wow no one's asked me that i'm doing okay how are you good well what are you like what are your goals what are you into you know what do you what do you want to like Parents never asked me those things, you know, mm -hmm. it was a strange dynamic. So uh, that's what I meant by like, I kind of realized, wow, this is, this is how life can go. Yeah. And uh, I started to, as I got older, you know, 15, 16, 17 and on, until I left home at 18, I kind of decided at 17, I was going to leave home at 18. You know, I, I had it in my, I, I planned it throughout, throughout year 17 of my life. You know, I planned my escape to become an adult at 18 and just be independent. And, you know, I finished out high school on my own. Um, you know, I was just really eager to just 
remove myself and create my own idea of what life, how life would go. You know? Did you feel like you didn't belong? No, I just didn't want to be there, you know? Um, I was talking to my brothers last night for quite a while, too. That's another reason why I was up late. And, uh, you know, I haven't, I don't see them a lot because I, I, I left home. I moved across the country at one point, you know, just to start over for me. And, uh, you know, they stayed and like their life, I love them. And their life is, you know, a little different than, than mine. There's things that I've seen that they have and that I tried to share with them and I would love to bring them in on, but, um, just the modeling, you know, it stuck with them. They adopted mm. it, you know, that, gotcha. that frame to some extent, they know now that they're a little older, like in their late twenties, they know now that that wasn't the right way. And they're doing what they can now to adjust, you know, recalibrate, if you will. Right. Um, but you know, it's tough, man. And I love, I, I, uh, I talked to them about it and I just feel like it's important to just, it's important to like find your, find your way. And I would never, I, I, I would, I don't think I would have done it any differently had I could, if I could do it over, I would have just, I really, I don't know. I just, I kind of saw it that way for a long time and all that, all that tension, all that frustration, all that anger built up in me. Uh, and I, it, it, I'd learned very quickly that I had a lot of growing up to do when I did get on my own, you know, mm, mm-hmm. it, was, it was just a, it was just a strange, my teen years were very, very, not very non-traditional. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I kind of like, I learned everything the hard way, <laughs> you know, I just, I couldn't really call them and be like, what do you do in this situation? Cause you know, it just, it was a, it was a strange time. Right. Yeah. Man. Um, as you're talking, what I'm thinking is like this, these are the things that you don't really, the, the small things that you don't know about that really affect your life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. growing up. Um, so my dad, the way he grew up, this, I'm saying this because this, this affects how our family was uh, when we grew up. Mm-hmm. So my dad's family was split up. He, uh, he lived in Vietnam. So my parents came from Vietnam and they went from being relatively well off in Vietnam to, and then after the war being extremely poor, like in poverty wow. because the government targeted them because wow. my, my grandfather was part of the military uh, yeah. on the U S side. So that affected their relationship with the government. Um, wow. Yeah. So uh, the way he grew up was that he didn't grow up with his brothers and sisters. He had like seven or eight brothers and sisters. He didn't grow up with any of them. He grew up with yeah. his aunt <clears throat> and he, they didn't support his family didn't support him his parents didn't support him and so how that influenced our family was that growing up we had dinner every every friday for sure um Mm -hmm. like that was like a must no matter what you do if you're if you're about to go party that night you still Mm -hmm. have to have dinner first with us before you go out it's a foundation you know yeah and i i hated that as a kid i didn't understand it i was just like yo just let me go out and hang out with my friends right (laughs) (laughs) but there's Uh, so much around the 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 dinner table that happens like the conversation that happens um that you don't really think about the the little things like all right what'd you what how was your day what what was school like whatever um so as you're talking you make me think about those things like damn i i'm right i wasn't ever grateful for that and and i should be more grateful for those moments you know
Yeah, yeah. And you learn about your your parents. You learn about you learn. That's how you model. Like when I used to go back to modeling, that's how you structure the framework in in which you carry yourself outside the home. Like you have oh. dinner. Your dad. Your dad's asking you. You know how is school? You know what are you working on? Oh, how are you? You know, and then the conversation turns into this, this, this dance between problem solving and learning how your father thinks, you right. know, about problem solving, yeah. you know, there was discipline in the house. So when I would mess up, I would get disciplined, but I would never understand. I would never learn. Mm. I, it was never preventative. Like right. it was always just, you messed up, boom, you know, you're in trouble or but there was preventative parenting. I mean, you, you would think if my parents sat me down and talked to me about this, their experiences in life, mm. you know, instead of just treating me like a child, you know, right, I learned. Right, right. How to, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's very important. And um, that's, you know, just to get back to full circle, it's just, yeah, the modeling element I learned very quickly. So then I'd go home and then be like, you guys know what the hell you're talking about, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what? <laughs> you know, I was right, right. So I remember, um, so I remember growing up, and we, when we were uh, around nine, I moved mm. to a new neighborhood. Yeah. And, um, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say, like, the neighborhood that I moved into was much more white. The school I went to was much more yeah. white. So yeah. I came home one day, and I was like, "Yo, mom, you, you can't, like, you can stop beating us now. Just ground us." Like yeah. <laughs> the idea of just sending sending me to my room. Let, let me just go to my room and sit there by myself. Mom, we're white now. We're like, <laughs> Mom, the rules are different. Here. <laughs> you know oh, where man. at? Yeah. No one beats the kids here, Mom. Like, yeah. <laughs> I would get my ass off for saying that. You know, like yeah. That's just how. That's just how. It was, that's how you we were raised. And um, yeah. I just. I think I'm just. You know, just hitting the thirty. You know, getting into my thirties. It's just like, mm. wow. Like, it's it's all weird. Like how things hit you. You know, people say, "Well, wait till you're thirty. You know, things all come. You start to know yourself. You know, and it's true. You start to kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together a little more. You kind of see the picture of how your your how your framework is built. You know, and if you're if you're lucky, you can attack it and like rearrange a few things before anything finalizes but uh but yeah it's it was a it was an interesting time for sure yeah how yeah. how you said you were a pretty good kid like how how were you can you go deeper into that like what were you like what were you into oh man i had my own ideas always my own opinions i i was never i never followed anyone i didn't i hardly listened on top of that mm. um but you know i was good in the sense that like I never touched drugs, you know, I, I kind of watched my mom, you know, not to get too personal about that quite yet, but like my mother, you know, she, she loved marijuana, you know, for a while, and, but it, 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 it crippled her in terms of just handling priority, right. you know, um, my, my stepfather had a, had a long history of drug, drug use in his earlier years that, that stifled his ability to really elevate into um, a long-term plan with for his family you know it was just job after job you know bare minimum minimum wage stuff and it you know and, and it, it alters the mind you know when you're stuck in that that life and you in that mindset of just getting by and the stress of raising children i can see why 
you wouldn't want to sit at a dinner table with them. You, you have your own, you know, they have their own things. Right. Um, so I, I, I realized this too. And uh, I was like, I'm not going to be like my mother. I'm not going to be like my dad. I don't want to do drugs. I don't want to drink. I just want to, I want to be an artist. I want to, I was just, I was, I kind of had an escape plan. Like I just would draw, relentlessly create. I was relentlessly creating and doing something that was in my control. I think that was part of the drive to, you know, as a creative, it was being a creative was just all on me. I was like, wow, I could, I could stay here for hours and draw this until it's right. Or, and I would, I would render things, you know, I was really in a like Dragon Ball Z. So I would just render just Dragon Ball Z characters for hours to detail, you know, because it was better than just dressing about my living situation or like not having enough food in the fridge or my mom being gone for days at a time because, you know, she's on a drug run, you know, just things like that. So yeah, I stayed good in that sense of just doing the things that I, that drove me to continue on, on, on discovery, you know? Yeah. Uh, I didn't like, I didn't take my anger out on, on anything. Like I didn't, you know, after this, I'm going to go out and just get drunk and, and, and rob and steal because I'm angry, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was angry, but I, I just somehow knew how to transfer it into something that was inspiring for me as a child. I loved, I loved movies with, you know, I loved, I loved all of those things at a very young age too. So that I think that was more of like my escape to stay, to stay good, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stay wholesome for, at least try to hold on to what childhood I could. Right. You know? So do you know what was it about you, I guess, maybe it's just something innate in you that, you know, yeah. helped you channel that into art versus something else destructive. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Or you just, it's just a part of you are who you are naturally. I think everyone has that, that ability, you know, and I mean, you know, one thing my mom was good at, I, I love, I love my mother for this. She loved when I drew, like drew pictures. Mm. She would just like, she would put it, she would show her friends, you know, <laughs> like that was like our love language for a long time. Yeah. My dad didn't care. He's like, if you don't, what sport are you going to play? Basketball? What, what are you gonna, I'm going to teach you basketball. You're going to play sport. You know, you know, dads, most right, dads. Right. Um, he tried to live out his, you know, if he could redo his life, you know, kind of vibe. I mean, I would have been a basketball player. I'm going to make you a basketball player. So my dad didn't encourage my heart. My mother, man, she would just like, I would be like, mom, I drew a picture. Look, she'd be like, oh my God, son, this is, you're going to be, you know, she encouraged me. And I think that was probably the only love I, like she knew how to give like because she never had it. Right. But the moment I messed up, it was, you know, it was, it was a wrap. But for the most part, I think her encouragement gave me identity there. Yeah. Um, so I clung to it because that was like, oh, this is love. Like, I think, oh, now we're getting deeper. Wow. Mm. Um, you know, this is love, you know, that affirmation of, of like, you're doing the right, oh, wow, I love this. You're doing good, you know? And uh, that's kind of what I would hold on to. So whenever I would draw, I would, it would, I was driven to draw to receive that love in a sense from her, yeah. you know? Like, Look what I drew, you know. Um, damn, I didn't even that deep. Fuck. Man, that is. Yeah. Thank you, thank up. you for sharing that, man. Um, um, now you're making me think, like, damn, what, what did I like? Also, you know, like. Yeah, your child. You know, like, how do you, how do you get there? Like, how do you, how do you get distinguished? You don't, you don't have like a list of things to choose from to like determine what, how to, 
what's the best way to fill up from, the, from a parent or you right. know, someone you hire like this is, you're looking at your mother as a child and like that's your world you know it's like yep. a puppy like, they look at you like what are you going to do next you know like what are you going to feed me now <laughs> just, like, right wide-eyed you're a kid you just want love you want you want this the security and certainty of a parent you know you're insecure you don't know what's right from wrong i didn't really receive a lot of that growing up so when i could get it i felt like my creations were a good what like way to do it so it's part i think it's in part why i create now to this yeah. day wow that's really i just i just kind of like kind of like feeling something right now because i didn't really kind of realize that so yeah said it. well as you're thinking about this and reflecting on it what, what is like what does that make you feel makes me feel kind of sad you know makes me mm. feel like man it kind of like clears up a lot of maybe like some insecurity i had like before this you know before you know with other things i've tried i've, I've risked everything several times with just my creations and trying to convince people of, of something you know i told myself this year that i was going to just do for me and not try to convince anyone of anything just make 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 what i think is good for me and and stay stay there and it's helped it's it really worked it really it really worked but i could i'm i just didn't know why i, I was reaching for that why i set that goal it was just right. this this intuitive goal but you never ask you know ask yourself why you set goals some people just look at you know lately what is it you look at instagram posts you see a goal you see a list of goals to set you set them you know but uh -huh. Uh -huh. you don't you don't really the root cause of why that goal is important to you you know I'm, I'm just now I'm learning. Wow, living for yourself and and not worrying about the opinions of others. And now I know where that goal stems from. And it's like, oh, you just you create out of out of the need for validation, you mm. know. Um, yep. So that makes me kind of feel sad because I would love to think of my mother as you know, loving in other ways, but she did the best she could, you know. And, she didn't she couldn't love me in in certain ways because she was never loved those ways so um, right. uh, I, I see that now just as an adult so i love her like she's a, like she's a child you know? I, oh, her love. Man. I try to i try to give it to her in ways that she's never had from her parents and it, it it works it's healing it's powerful stuff i have more of a connection with my mother as an adult than i ever did as a child you know mm. So it's, it's weird. She had me at a very young age, 16 is she's a baby. So, yeah. So now she's in my mind, she's still that 16 year old girl, you know, um, when I talk to her, she just wants, she wants love. So I, uh, I know I do the best I can to give her that. It's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird relationship, but I love her deeply. Was that like a conscious decision to, love her like a child or was that just did that just come about and you realize it later on well i think um there's some people that end up being the parents for their parents you know mm -hmm. um i pray it doesn't happen to you know to anyone um it's a very um fragile dynamic because there's a dependency and in some form, in some cases, it become it can become a codependency, and you end up saving your you end up thinking that you are the savior of your family, and you you live your life 
based around a certain set of rules that only matter if you're if you're if your mother's doing okay you know you, you i go and i attack gold and make money to to make sure my mother's okay you know i'm not living for me anymore right. i don't wake up and think about what does chris want to do i wake up with the stress of my mother being homeless or my brothers not being able to pay their bills or my dad you know needing money for whatever and uh, that's a very dark place if you if you let it grab a hold of you too long and that can that can that can also, that can stifle your growth. That can stifle your purpose in life, your identity. Um, but for a while, it was, um, you know, how I how I just how I learned to how I realized it or learned to do it in a healthy way was, you know, there was a really unfortunate event that happened a couple of years ago when I came into you know some money with my art business, and uh, it was more money than I've ever had in my life, um, for the first time in my life, and. And I, you know, money comes and goes quick. I didn't know that at the time. So, you know, I was sending my mom money constantly, $500 here, $5,000 here, $1,500 here. I bought her a car, you know, I paid all of her bills. I got her an apartment, paid her rent. I'll need to, you know, realize that wasn't happening. She was, you know, still using drugs. And um, I was heartbroken, but I, and I didn't talk to her for about three months, but I, I learned that like I could, one, that's not how you love. Money does not change. Does not someone love you more? Um, I just learn to. Set, uh, that's when I learned bound, like, you know, boundaries. <laughs> I, you know, I learned boundaries, and and uh, now I just know how to talk to my mother and and just recognize the situation she's in and that it was her choice to be there. And I can just still, I can still love her and not and not take responsibility for her her problems and just right. meet her, meet her where she's at. You know. Yeah. Um, and just give her love. Just listen. Just listen to her when she talks. Let her. Let remind her that she's important. Remind her that, you know, she had me, and I'm grateful for that. And remind her that no matter what, when she's ready to really take responsibility and and change her life, I will be the first person there. You know, and that's wow. all I can. That's all I can do for her. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. That was the powerful realization. You know. It, it affected my relationships trying to save my family. It, it, it reflect. It, it affected my intimate relationships when I was, you know, I was dating. I, I was dating someone, and it got serious. And um, her and I were having constant conflict because she was concerned of how much money I was sending my mother. You know, mm-hmm. there was a moment I will never forget the moment where, um, she 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 literally walked up to me, and she started. She was crying you know my, my partner was crying and she was like look this is not right whatever she's doing there's something wrong and it is affecting you and it is hurting you and I, I see it and I don't know what to do you know and I've never and in that moment I had I was like okay I need to really I, I need to figure this out you know this yeah. is not right if my partner is looking at me you know this, she's seeing me wholeheartedly like this is the, probably the first time in my life a person is truly seeing me and see value, sees value in me um, and knows the situation and is emotionally affected on that level. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta nip this, I gotta figure out this, this dynamic of parenting your parent. I gotta get this right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, was, it was a tough, it was a tough one, you know, still tough because I just sent her, you know, her and I put together a care package. It was tough for me to do that. Like, 
put together a list of clothes and things she needs. I think revisiting the thought of my mother, you know, without anything or being in pain or being on the street, it's crippling at times for me, you know, because I want to just save her. I want to drop everything and go and, and, and just give her everything I have, even if it, even if it leaves me with nothing, you know, it, it, I feel better knowing she's okay, you know, and that's a, that's a hard, that's a hard, that's a hard topic, you know, to be self, to be selfless um, versus selfish at, at times. How do you distinguish with, mm. when, when both are important? You know, when, when to say no to a loved one? How do you know, how do you know when, when to say no to them? You know, um, still learning that one 30 yeah. years later, 31 wow. years later. That's yeah. so, that's such a complex and like nuanced topic. It, it makes me think about just the topic of love in general, right? Like uh, maybe from the, the perspective of like a parent to their child, like I imagine when, you know, when I have a child or when you have a child and we're talking to them, mm-hmm. sometimes it's best to let the kid live their life versus like coddling them and, and over taking care of them, like trying to fix every situation for them. Right. And that's what you're talking about. You're talking about like loving, but there's a difference between, yeah. And then where, where does the line get drawn where like you're loving them versus like, man, they really, really need this and you have to provide it to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lesson, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Love is, love is tricky because at times I feel I can be cold because of my upbringing. I, I feel like if I'm around, you know, friends or love or put it to put it clearly um there's times in my in my relationship with my partner now where you know i i see that some people coddle their children and i can tell that they're coddled and it and, it, and then i get i feel negative towards it mm-hmm. i i it rubs me wrong you know yeah. And I have to realize that that's not my child. That's not, this isn't my dynamic. I have no place to, to, to say what I think should happen, obviously. But why am I, am I angry because they're coddling? Like, because they have it good? Like, what is it? Like, mm. I don't know what, but there's this, there's this level of, um, I don't like seeing children being coddled, you know? It's like, there's, I, I think it's because I just know what the world's really like and you're setting them up for failure, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're, they're going to depend on you, you know, that's your job as a parent to be there for your kid, no matter what. It's like, I get it. But like, when, when, when your child is, has to go out into the world without you, they're going to be terrified. They're yeah. not going to know. There's not going to be a sense of urgency for them. They're going to be calling. They're going to be, they're going to, you're going to be, your phone's going to be blown up every day. Right. How do I do this? How do I do this? How do I, how, 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 yeah. how do I do this? Yeah. And I see it. You know, and it, it just, I, it, I have negative energy towards it, you know, and I, and I, and it's, and it's not, it's never my place, but I think when I'm, when it's directly tied to me and it's part of my, my daily life, I start to question sometimes, is this the kind of, are these the kind of people I want to be around, you know, because it, 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 I feel, and sometimes not to, not to take it out on anyone, I love your child unconditionally, um, but there's there's a real way to 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 educate your child about the world that that's not make believe and you know 
if you if you're if you're in proximity to privilege good you know good for you right like that that's a different type of life yep. um that that was never mine and i don't know how to condition myself to believe that it's the only way to think or live you know yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah, that's tricky i i have a battle with it expressing my feelings sometimes um and other ways other than creativity um mm-hmm. i have a i have a confusion with love uh, when it comes to you know partnerships intimacy i don't know if that person is genuinely for me or they just are going through the little ideas of love because i feel so disillusioned by it at times um, it can really, love is really it really is tricky for me it, it affects me deeply you know um so i still i still question it and i still have questions about it you know yeah um, it reminds um, me of a, a conversation i had with my girlfriend about so we were we were both tripping on acid mm-hmm. and i remember i was i was telling her that so i i grew up with like a lot of anger issues uh mm-hmm. probably just from being beat all the time and being surrounded by anger with my parents but yeah i i came up with anger and i told her and she she's one of the most patient people i've ever met uh in my mm-hmm. life she's so patient Mm-hmm. she's the first person that I've been with that when I get when I get angry she listens to what I'm trying to say behind the anger and it just blew my mind the first time I, I didn't even realize that you could even do that yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like a new way of anger living is life. it's right here yeah yeah exactly so um so I told her during the trip that uh the way that she acts towards me the way that she accepts me helps me accept myself and she said love is just about helping the other person accept themselves Mm. and it flipped that for me it flipped the idea of love for me it was like okay so it's not about it's not about a feeling it's not about what you do for somebody it's about how do you help them accept themselves? And that means that, that I think that manifests itself in like uh, being patient with them, listening to them, being mm-hmm. supportive of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it excludes all of the traditional things, the, the ideal Hollywood idea of what love is. Uh, yeah, sure. And that's, I, I have to remind myself of that every so often, but I, I, I just think like, that was one of the moments that really shifted my perspective on a lot, you know? Yeah, man. Incredible. Like it's amazing what psychedelics can do and how it it can just like rewire the, you know, the entire, the entire brain. And in times it feels, feels like alchemy, you know? Yeah. But uh, I'm grateful for those kinds of experiences, especially with a lot, you know, someone you feel connected and close to, you know, to, to, to see them, as a person, you know, I didn't, I kind of grew up the, like not seeing people as people, like they were just characters because I would move so much that I could never really build an intimate relationship with any of my friends, you know? Right. Um, but there was a point where I just started, I, you know, I started to say, I started to see them. Oh, wow. This is a person. They have a life, they have goals, they have ideas. They have a beating heart. They're breathing they're in front of me. They're afraid of death. Just like I am They They probably fear a lot of the same things I fear. Um, let me chill out. Let me just, <laughs> let me that, you know, and 
Yeah. Let me get, let me get outside of myself and really assess what it is I'm dealing with and why I'm angry. And um, I've been trying to really take on that approach this year with with everything. And you know, I was I think at the beginning of the year and most of the year I was just really I was really angry with this, the state of the world. And uh, um, I thought I thought how how could love be real in these kind of moments where you know, people preach about community and preach about safety and, and, and Black Lives Matter when when on paper or on the internet or, you know, on a protest, if you feel like you're, you know, these, you feel like you're doing the right thing. And, you know, when it when the dust settles, no one's really doing, you know, a lot of the times the work's not being, it's not translating into actual results that 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 are that are that are that turn into you know something tangible like there's no foundation built on this like if you want to say like if you love black people you know not to not to switch topics too much but this is just an example of love you know don't give money to black lives matter go to a black community and 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 educate them on how to start a business love meet them where they're at love them Let's, like let see where they are, see who they are, see them for what they are, and 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 open a trade school, <laughs> you know. Like, don't don't. There's no dependency here. Love is not a dependency, right? Love is, love is 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 uh, is selfless. Love is, love is creating an opportunity. Love is love is giving constantly, constantly, constantly without expectation of anything. Love is, and it just feels like. Uh, as a whole, as a community, people have lost sight of that. So, yeah, love. It's been a weird time to just kind of throw the word love around over a series of topics. So, um, good for her, man. Good for your girl for seeing you that way. That's rare, dog. Hold on to that one. I know, man. <laughs> Hold on to that one, yeah. Yeah, it gets, it'll get tough. It'll get tough. You know, like, you know love is. You got to choose every day. You know, you got to choose that person every day. It's, mm. it's, it's a tough thing to do, man. I know. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah. uh, nobody's perfect, right? So you got to yeah. deal with, you got to be there for the downs as well as the ups. And, um, they're human. Just like you. They're going exactly. to they're they're exactly. fuck up. They're going to say the wrong thing. They're going to, you know, just like you. And you have to, you have to treat it as uh, just, the, you have to treat it exactly the same. Yeah, I I see it as like, uh, and I I I've thought about this uh, a little bit, but like everyone is emotionally a child, right? Yeah. And and as we grow up, we just have more explanations for things, like mm-hmm. you know, someone gets angry, and it's like, yeah, I'm angry because of this and this, but really, it's just like you feel you feel hurt, and that's the way you know how to react to things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would be angry. Yeah, I would be angry if I was. I was insecure. I would I would show it in anger. I would be ang- I would show anger or frustration if I was, you know, sh- feeling shame. Yep. You know, I would I would replace a lot of complex emotions with anger. You know. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, it's important to take a step back and realize what what you're feeling and have the vulnerability enough to just really talk about that first before taking it out on someone you care about. Yeah, it's man. Hard. That's it's what hard. I'm. That's what I'm learning right now. Yeah, uh, I'm hard. still working through. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Because like, when you feel angry, you feel powerful. 
when you when you're vulnerable when you admit yeah when you admit that you're insecure it's like you're letting them in a little mm-hmm. bit and uh makes you look a little bit weaker you know what i mean uh yeah. at least what at least what that's what you think it happens and then you realize no it doesn't like strong people admit their emotions they they embrace what they feel their insecurities um, they're comfortable with them yeah i mean if we're living in a country and a culture where it's 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 a shame it's shameful to to be vulnerable you know we're living in a, in a world where you you're supposed to have it always together and 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 always you know have the answers and you know you fake it till you make it you know yep. you ask for help always always keep asking for always ask for help say when you don't understand something you know because that stuff adds up man like if you if you fake it till you make it and you haven't made it <laughs> In, in, <laughs> in year five, you know you're gonna have some 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 character flaws. You right. know what I'm saying? Like who are you, know, you now? <laughs> yeah, like, you've been dating for quite a while, brother, and you seem high. You seem really stressed out. Yep. You want to talk about something? No, nah, man, I'm good. I don't want to talk about nothing. You know? What yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're faking it until you make it. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that kind of mentality here is so, man. It's like Old Testament. Like just. Just say how you, I just, man, I wish I could just, I, I don't do this because I'm so introvert. I'm very much to myself as I was as a child, you know? And, um, but if having the opportunity to have a conversation that I feel comfortable in, I try to just be myself truly, you know, if I don't feel like talking, I will say, I don't feel like talking, you know, mm-hmm. or if I don't agree with something, I'll let, I'll let you know, I don't agree with that. You know, I have no problem there, but, um, but the intimacy elements of addressing what my, where my anger came from. That's a new, that's new to me. That's this year. Yeah. I would take it out to people I loved. I would, I would be angry. Why are you angry? Like, what are you, why are you, why are you just so frustrated? You seem like you're upset and frustrated. What it is, what is it? And mm-hmm. I could never answer that question, but you know, lately I've been able to just be transparent. Like, I just, I'm feeling shame because uh, I'm losing my business, you know, mm-hmm. or, I'm feeling shame because like I'm going broke and I don't, I'm feeling insecure about my finances and I don't, I don't know what to do about them and I don't have the answers and it's frustrating. And, you know, you're talking about the future and I just don't, I don't feel, I don't feel clear on it mind right now. Like I did a year ago before this all happened. Right. I'm angry. I'm, I'm really sad about that. And, uh, and, uh, I wish I was expressing that with anger, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, tough stuff, man. Tough, tough, tough stuff. Yeah. How how's this year been for you, man? I know you've been through a few changes this year. You wanna talk about that? Yeah, man. Um this is like the best worst year of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> this, is like, this is like the best worst possible situation. <laughs> yeah. And, or would, would I flip? Would it be the would it be the worst bet? Like would it be the best worst? The worst best? I don't know. I'm really grateful that you know I was able to take a risk, you know, before the pandemic and 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 do something that was really unique and creative for a while that gave me you know freedom from you know working for anyone but myself. I got to travel a bit and meet amazing people in the art world and just i've you know i've i've been able to acquire things that i love and care about deeply um 
but this year's been just a rebirth for me, man. This year's been letting go of all of the all of the old identity of Chris Sims and uh, stepping out, just taking the mask off because I always, I, like we said earlier in the conversation, the the validation from from my from the work I was doing, I think, was more important to me than the work itself. Mm-hmm. I think I worked hard because oh wow, you're you're an art dealer or oh, wow, you're working with these crazy artists and, you know, you're selling these, you know, $30,000 paintings. Oh, wow, that's so cool. You know, I think I, I thrived off of that for a while. Right. And when I wasn't achieving that, I started to eat at my character, tried to, tried, started to chip away at my, this idea of who I thought I was. And I think I had a taste of it for the first time in my life after coming from just literally nothing and it being ripped away from me, you know, kind of like killed me in a way. That was and that was also a time where like I was losing some relationships all at the same time, and I kind of just turned to music, and uh, that was what I loved. And I never talked about. It. I was I was ashamed to talk about my music. Um, I was afraid of talking about my music. I kind of put it away after, you know, after a, a few events that happened se- several years prior, and I vowed to never go back to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this year, I revisited it, and uh, it turns out to be the best decision I've ever made. Um, what was so the? <clears throat> sorry to interrupt, but what was? Yeah. Why did you feel uh, shame around the music? I was in a relationship uh, about seven years ago. That so long ago, and it's crazy how the change. Man, things change you. Change yeah. the way you, you know. If you love someone that hurts you, it it. And you and that person leaves your life. There's a lasting effect on on who you are from that point on. You know. Yeah. Um, I was with someone who just sort of like was traditional, and I didn't know myself, and I just played along, thinking that this is what you do if you love someone. And I was so into music, man. I I was like I was excelling really quickly in just the craft, you know. And uh, I was never met with the same, um, you know the same love that my mother would give me from this person. You know, she was gotcha. very much, she was very much against it. Um, she just was like, well, cool. Like, are you going to go to college and get a degree and, and start a life with me? Like, what do you want to do? Like, you're, not, you're clearly not going to be an artist. You're not going to make it as a musician. You know, her family, you know, threw that at me. It just, it turned into, you're kidding, right? Like, you're going to do music? You think you're right. going to be a successful artist? Okay. And you're dating my daughter, like, wow, mm-hmm. we, we don't like this. And, and over time, you know, so yeah, um, very quickly when you're, when you're not only, you don't have your family to back and support your, your ideas. Now you're just this lone wolf in the world. And you're the only love you're clinging to is from your partner and that her family dynamic, your identity, it's only, it's only obvious you're going to, try to identify as most as you can for that love, right? right? Try to try to try to shift your narrative to to keep that love. So um I put it away and uh we ended up breaking up, but I just still couldn't touch it. I just kinda I, I was never enough for that family. I was never enough for for my ideas were never were never welcomed or discussed. If I had it if I had something to say, mm-hmm. it was cool. Anyway. You know, it was very much, it was very much dismissed in my early twenties. Yeah. Um, 
And I think those were important years for me. Those were like early 20s is when you're, you know, you're really trying to determine who you're going to be, you know. Yep. And uh, uh, I was in a situation that I just, man, I, reg I regret it. Honestly, I, re I never say I regret meeting people, but I really regret that, 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 that time jumping into, into uh, that relationship when I was pursuing something that I, I truly loved. And I let, I, let, I let love at that time affect my identity. And that, right. was, that, was, that was the biggest mistake. So that's what? kind of what, what rubbed me. Yeah. And, I, and I stayed away. I just I didn't touch it. It was so many years since I had I'd made music that I stayed away. I just I was like, there's no way I can go back. I would try. Just, it wasn't, I wasn't feeling the same. I wasn't, it wasn't as good as it was before, you know, I'm just, I wasn't willing to really take the time to learn and sit down and really go there again. I had to go to work or now I have a business, like it's not reality. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So but what, yeah. what changed? I mean, have you, well, let me, let me phrase it differently. Like, I, do you feel like you've left that, that shame behind and what, what do you think has changed it if it has? Absolutely. I think this year kind of proves that no one really knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Word. I, I had to really break this year down into like, what is, what is life? No one fucking, no one fucking knows. Like yeah. if you really want to, you can say go to college, but that's not an option. You got to learn from your laptop now, bro. Stay home. You paid $50,000 for this year. Oh, well, laptops. <laughs> yeah. No. The value of energy is transferring altogether. So I, the shame left immediately when I was ripped of all of my work this past two years. All of the hard work was just taken from me and my life is flipping upside down. What shame? I don't have shame about anything. Yeah. I've lost, I've lost things before. I've lost everything before. I've been, I lived in my car for, you know, it's just, it's nothing new to me. The resiliency I feel is there. So the shame left once I realized that, oh, wow, no, everyone's just making this shit up. Let me just like, let me just make up my own narrative entirely. Like, let me just get back to what I love because instead of chasing a, a new idea that just seems cool to everybody, let me just focus my attention on the one thing that I deeply care about. And let's see what happens because, yeah. because, because fuck it. And the amount of, I excelled so quickly, you know, that it scared me, you know, from making a, making music people, you know, I don't think a lot of listeners realize what it takes to make music, you know? It, I mean, it's a lot easier than it was back in the day, but, you know, having a DAW, having a setup, you know, I used to, for a while, I just used to expense people to mix my music until I decided to learn. So like mm -hmm. this year has just been about learning and putting myself in a position to just like only do for me you know, because I can't rely on the world. I can't rely on the government. I can't rely on friends and family, obviously. I can't rely on the state to help me with my losses. You know, like I'm on my own right now. Wow. Let me just do something for me. Like this life is really about what you do for you, you know? Right, so right. I think the shame left at that moment and uh, I felt liberated, so excited. And I had to, and, it, and I immediately had a vision you know, with it, what I wanted to do for the first time. I had more vision with music than I did with art, you know, mm. and that, that was a revelation. I was like, wow. wow, I feel so clear. And, uh, 
it's just been that way ever since, since March. You know, I yeah. just, I remember setting up a studio, like my, what little equipment I, I kept from my old years. And then like just acquiring new equipment that I needed to just sort of begin. And then it was just a huge learning curve, but uh, I kind of like now I can say in the, in the past nine months, I've learned how to produce, engineer, you know, mix, master my own music, you yeah. know. I took up piano lessons this year, I took up music theory. And uh, just, I had time, I can't work. What, who are you? Who are you when you're not working, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and now there's no shame in it, you know? I'm really That's beautiful, man. I'm open to share it, you know? And I'm excited to have purpose with this music and have goals and how I want to share it with people and what, what kind of message I want to give to the people. and. You know, I want to make people move. I want to make people dance and, and feel part of the journey. I want them to put their character into these sounds, you know, and it's just like, I have a reason to wake up every morning now and, 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 and create what I'm feeling wholeheartedly and yeah, yeah. feel like th this is gonna, this is gonna go, this is gonna be for someone, you know, yeah, I, feel, right. I feel like, I feel like that now every day versus, oh man, can I sell this art? I don't know. Like this guy's not calling me back. It's, I'm just gonna have to wait. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll buy it. Maybe he won't. It's just, it's, it was a weird dance of convincing right. and um, money. And, yeah. Well, so yeah, no shame. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's beautiful. So what, um, I, maybe there isn't an answer for this, but I'm, I'm gonna try anyway. What is, do you have a reason? Do you have a, do you have a why? Like it feels, it feels like they're grounded in, in something. Yeah. Well, my why is why not? I mean, I mean, at this point it's like, I've tried everything, you know, yeah. my why is because this is the only thing that I feel I, I, I give, I have un, I, I have just unlimited focus for, you know, mm. um, I can never, I can't think of one thing in my life where I've, I've sat down for 18 hours and, you know, I, if I put, if I put this over eating food sometimes, you know, yeah. if I forget to water or eat you know I'm this is clearly my you know I'm, I'm my brain lights up man i'm curious i problem solve um i'm constantly learning i'm this is this is the perfect medium for my brain you know right. um this this gives me joy my why is because it brings me joy um finishing a song the process of mixing it listening to it in the headphones, seeing how it makes people, you know, move and feel, getting a reaction from, from people, negative or positive, it all flows down the same drain at this point. But mm. what you can't take, you know, what you can't take from me is the, what I've learned, you know? So, but I guess also my why is because I feel that um, there's a message I can give through my life experiences, through sound and I, I, I have these visions of being on stage one day, you know, with the cool setup, you know, doing doing crazy beat loops and, um, you know, doing crazy, you know, vocal cuts and, you know, and, and then just between sets, just letting this, letting the letting the audience know that they are important and that I'm grateful that they are giving me their time and that I, I I'm I'm trying to make music to heal them, heal people and make them feel something. Um, that's just sort of what it what what my why is. I want to I want to I want to feel something real, yeah. and I want to, I want other people to feel it too. You know, I'm sure like at twenty thousand other musicians, but um, 
we all we all don't do it the same. And um, I, I essentially why I do it is because I just because I love it. I do it for me mostly. I do it yeah. for me. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, th- I think this year has been one of those years that people have had to like. I think a lot of people have lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, they've lost the work that they've done, and I think it it forces you to because a lot of people have that thing where they identify with their work, right? It's like yeah, I, <clears throat> you're valuable in some way. You're like you, you're making money, so you're valuable to maybe your family. You're yeah. you feel at least you feel valuable to your your company. Um, and so when you lose that, I've, I've had conversations with friends who have lost their jobs, and now they're th- like wait, who am I? Like, they're in the design world. They're like, who am I now? Like, I'm not a designer. Am I a designer? Yeah, you're a designer. Yeah, you you're a designer. Yeah, you but, you're not, but not in the way that you think you are, I think. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Are you a designer for someone else's ideas or are you designing some shit that, like, you truly feel called to design? You know? Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, architects, man. I think I think the word we need to throw around more, like, there are architects out there that that need to stand up right now you know, and uh, start to make do work that's that really is transformative in terms of what we're what, what, what drives us. Because yeah. some people, are, some people are driven by other people's ideas. Some people are only driven in, uh, about by their own, you know, and I think that's a tough question. I think I was just one of those people that were just driven by their own ideas. I created my own world. Always. I created my own aesthetic. I, 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 I didn't follow trends. I didn't care who was popular. I didn't want to be like anyone. Mm-hmm. I really was just my own, my own person, you know. Yeah. And I think I, you can't teach that stuff, man. I think that everyone has to just discover it in their own way. And sometimes it takes something like this to really remind you that that you can have that. You can you can have your world. It may yeah. not it might it might not be for money for a while. It might not. You might lose your home. You might you know, but if you can just take a second to reformat who you are and just like be learn to let go of those things. You know, I, I can't speak for people who have families and, you know, retirement and who are older and, you know, I, I can't speak for everyone. I can only speak for myself, but man, it's just, a, it's, a, it's such a tough topic to, to talk about what to do if, and if we can't work, who are you? You know, everyone's journey is different and I want to honor it, but, I kind of always knew that I was I was different to begin with. So mm-hmm. to, for something like this to set up, it's only it's only right that I I go against the grain and like risk everything because that's just yeah. in my nature. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and I think like if you lose, let's say for example, if you're an engineer and you yeah. lose your job, uh, maybe yeah. you identify as an engineer, but that doesn't mean that you can't be, you know, bagging groceries. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you can't let your you can't let your identity with the, being an engineer stop you from just figuring things out. And I think I think a lot of times when people resist that and they mm-hmm. don't accept that they, yo, I'm not I'm not, I'm not an engineer right now. Mm-hmm. Like I can no, be. No, you're an engineer. You can you, you can bring a new way to create a bag. You can re-engineer the bag. You, whatever kind of engineer, right. industrial design, whatever you do, there's something you could be working on, right? In a way that has that has separate from the job you do um yep, yep. you know i'm really hesitant to get back into the workforce i've just, i've been out of it for three years and i i'm having to consider it because i can't i can't i've spent an entire year just burning through my savings you know yep. and it just because i thought things i was hopeful things would get better and i could get back to work but 
the reality is that's not the case. So yeah, I'm swallowing that pill right now. Like, wow, I am, I, I can't just sit around here and make music. I'm definitely, I know I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't have that, you know, Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm grateful for the year that I did have. And it, I, I've learned a lot in that year. What I've learned is that I am an artist. I am not an art, I am an art dealer um, by, by, by choice because I love art. I love it. I would prefer to collect it than to offer to sell it to anyone. I want it all for me. Right. I, don't give it. I shouldn't have given the shit whether or not this person bought it. I love it. I want it. So if I had it like you, I would have it. That was like my selling, my selling point was like, I, I want this. How do you not want this? You know? Right. Oh, well, you are, you know, you're right. I should buy this. <laughs> you know, you know, it, you know? Yeah. Like, but then, and sometimes I would sell people art and I just knew that they only bought it because they could versus they weren't, they didn't feel what I felt when I look at it, you know? Yeah. And sometimes I would sell arts people I felt didn't deserve it, you know? So I didn't feel I was doing it. I, I didn't feel true to myself on mm. the, on the, deepest level right but uh but yeah you're an engineer bro but you bag groceries that's fine but you're yeah. you're an engineer yeah, yeah so yeah. making groceries what are you engineering because mm. you got it right? right don't go home and just sit around and watch netflix because you don't have a job you don't need a, you don't need some major company to, uh, to 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 tell you that you're an engineer you know you don't need the paycheck to tell you you're an engineer you're an engineer because you're an engineer. There's no, there's no money. There's no dollar amount that can tell you otherwise. Mm. You can, you can change the world for free if you chose to, you know, it doesn't cost yeah. anything to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, um, I reached out to Bobby, our mutual friend. That boy is that boy is incredible. Yeah. And I, I asked him if he had any questions he wanted to ask you. And oh, I think this would be a good. I think this would be a good time to like uh, bring those questions up and see where they go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Bobby was on a uh, Bobby real quick. Yo, Bobby, what up, man? <laughs> you want to talk about inspiring? That man inspired me. I just man, how I met. Can I tell you before we start that? Can I tell you how I met this kid? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Man, I remember he came into this store, this retail store I was working. I had just moved to Seattle, and he comes into this store. And uh, immediately there was just this energy I felt when I met him, you know, he walks up to me and we're, we're chatting and just, you know, we kind of like just exchange contacts, you know, he just had this vibe about him that just was not Seattle, mm. you know, long hair at the time, braids, yep. he was, you know, he just had this energy to him and um, he had, he just was full of ideas, full of energy, full of life. And he just reminded me of me in a way. Mm. And uh, we would meet several times throughout you know, our journey here, I, I wish it was more than, than what, you know, than it was. Um, but his personality, his, 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 his being always stuck with me. And, uh, he is, Bobby has been a huge role, um, in my life lately, just off, off of just the, off the faith of vision and relentless dedication to just your ideas. Yeah. And, um, man, I respect, that's someone I truly respect, you know? Um, Absolutely, man. Bobby hard, is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, hard to find that, men like him, that just are, are, are will drop everything to just tell you, you know, just to kind of really go deep with you about what you're doing, really help you with your process, offer some alternative, like he is a true architect, you know? Yep. Everything the man touches, he, 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 he moves with purpose and, mm -hmm. uh, 
I think if we had more bodies in the world, man, we would be, we would be, we wouldn't be in the situation. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so shout out to Bobby, man. Man, I love Bobby. Yeah, all love, all love to Bobby, man. Uh, actually, funny story. I, so I work with Bobby um, mm-hmm. uh, up uh, in Seattle for a little bit, and I didn't realize that when I met him at work, I had been following him on Instagram before. And I mm-hmm. followed him because he shared an, a video of him. Uh, you know, he's such a motivational dude, but he had a down day. And he was saying like, yo, sometimes you need to remember to forgive yourself and let yourself have a break if you need it. And I was like, damn, I just felt it when I watched him you know, say that. And then I met him at work. And I mean, a continuation of that, just like a beautiful person. He's like, yeah. every morning okay. I come in at like 7 a.m., he'd be there bright and early. We'd be the only two in the office. And he just like, he, he would just greet you like he had been up for five hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's like bright energy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, a true, he's a true leader, man. Like he's, yeah. he's going to, I, I don't care what he's doing. I love to just hear. I love to see his vision. I'm grateful that he likes to take on my, some of the things I have to say and ideas I give. You know, because I just see what he's trying to do and I, I love helping him and just, yeah. I love just talking with him. I just, I love sharing. I, I don't share my sounds with a lot of people. You know, I shared some stuff with you and, but I, we share music together. You know, Bobby's a talented art, like, music, like he can play oh, some music. Damn, that's right. He, he I, yeah. I don't know. I forgot. I remember he produced, but I don't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, uh, there's some gems he's got. Like he sends me stuff that, I, that I've been, you know, reworking and this, you know, he's going to have some some producer credits on, you know, some stuff I'm working on because he's just, he's just multi hyphenate, you know, like yeah. I'm considering myself multi hyphenate. So whenever we talk, we go, we start on one topic, you know, it could be art or it could be, it could be shoe design or, or fashion. And then we lead into like, you know, we, it, we, it's a cascading of things that all tie the concept of what we're doing together, you know? So yeah. he's a true artist, man. True. For sure. True artist. Yeah. That. So, so with that, let's, let's get to what yeah. he wanted to know about you. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so first thing is he said, what do you think holds you back? Mm. Damn it, Bobby. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, what holds me back, man, myself, who else? I can't, I can't put that on anyone myself. I hold myself back, um, at times because there are moments when we're all when we're all uncertain of, of, of how things are going to go. I think fear ultimately holds me back. Fear of rejection, fear of um, fear of failure, but even if when failure is familiar, but um, what holds me back is, is probably just fear. you know I think that's on the bottom line myself. but uh, as you as you keep asking yourself that question, what holds you back, I think, and you say it out loud enough, you'll realize that 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 doesn't that doesn't need to hold you back. You know, you'll break free from that that, and uh, you'll continue to move forward. Um, but a lot of things held me back this year. People, old relationships I should have let go of a long time ago. Yep. Um, family, not not you know not being open to new ideas, not listening to to people when they when they genuinely want to give advice or ideas. You know. All those things have held me back in the past, um, and you know I think what what's holding me back right now is 
literally out of my control. So I just have to fight it every day. I have to wake up and fight it. Depression can hold you back. You know, I deal with that um, at times. I think that's probably another big thing that, that, that prevents me from achieving out of, you know, achieving the goals I set for myself um, consistently is maybe depression, mm. um, you know? Yeah, good question. It's a, it's a continuous thing, string of things that at any given moment can prevent you from being authentic or, or propelling you into the next goal or idea you may have. Um, so you just have to be aware of them all constantly yeah. and realize that they happen and, and, uh, and when they do just meet, meet yourself there and, and, and process, you know, yeah. it's important. Like Bobby said, you know, like it's, it's okay to have down days and have your down day, have it. Don't, don't put it off. Don't, mm. don't, um, you know, don't pretend it's not there because you're only going to hurt. You're going to, you're only really going to hold yourself back even further, you know, have your down day, let it all out, have someone to call. You know, I call lately. I've been calling Bobby if I'm having issues with myself or like a decision and you know he's super good at listening so yeah bobby knows what's holding me back so i appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate him asking me that question and uh yeah. i encourage everyone to you know address what it actually is you know don't put it don't put like you like you said don't put anger on it don't put really address what that emotion is what it, what's happening and, and 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 be with it for the day be with it for a couple of days like mark off your calendar like turn down the week if you have to yeah. and uh figure out what's holding you back and uh get clear so that you oh, can man. step through that that barrier and and then you know there's going to be another one and then another one and another one and another one and it's going to be continuous you know yeah so you're going to be fighting yourself your entire life with that question good question 100 percent, man um yeah. what you said about awareness is like it, exactly like you said once you become aware sometimes these things go away like you like sometimes you don't even know that this thing was bothering you right you know and this anger right. or this anxiety was like covering it up a little bit and then once you yeah. realize it you're like oh I don't, i'm not even anxious anymore about that thing yeah. you know things that haven't even happened you're like it's holding you back what this hasn't yeah. even happened you don't even know right you're exactly thinking, you're you're living out this this idea that like for, for instance when i first started doing music i'm like man what held me back was this idea of like, what if the mic goes out and and then like the music is like distorted or the quality and the speakers is trash and like everyone just hates what they're hearing. Right. That can hold you back. For sure. That yeah. hundred percent. Hold you back from making a song today. Yeah. You know, but until that happens, my guy, you better turn those speakers up and fucking sing your heart out until, until that happens. And then yep. when it happens, it happened get the fuck back on stage and fix it and yep. continue you yeah. know the show goes on the show must go on <laughs> yeah good question yeah man all right one more question from bobby um uh, where is it he asked you what excites you about success and what scares you about success man <sighs> excites me I think the small victories are exciting, you know, um, the, the excitement are like the intermits, like of just the whole process. So I'm never excited. Um, when like, say I finish a project 
I'm, I'm always excited in the moment, the aha moments in between mm. of success. Like I'm excited about the unexpected things that happen in my ideas. Like if I have a crazy chord progression, I share it with Bobby and Bobby's like, yo, this is crazy, bro. <laughs> you know, and I, you know, he like, he affirms, he affirms me in ways that like, I trust him. It's not, I know it's not just, you know, he's not a yes man. He, he's right. very much a critical thinker and will tell you if something doesn't feel right or off. Cause like, man, like, you know, this or this, but with, with success for me, it's like, I love the feeling of, of, of getting it, learning something. Um, what scares me is that, um, if, if the, if, if those, if that feeling goes away, if I, if I no longer fall in love with the process that leads to those small victories, if I start to question, if I lose sight of that and, and only focus on the end game, you know, if I only focus on the finish line and I, for, I forget my journey along the way, you know, sometimes that happens with me. I know it happens with my friends. We, we have an idea at the beginning and we're clear on our idea or how to, you know, what's what we deem as successful. And we, we get a little ways in and we start to, things start to go dark. You know, maybe we're not making progress where, you know, maybe there's some stagnation in our idea or development. And, you know, you you don't know what exactly what, how to get out of that at the time. So you start to question things. And um, I fear that it's happened before. Um, you know, I fear it happening again at this process, but, you know, ultimately it's inevitable. Um, so for maybe for a while, if it does happen, it might hold me back, <laughs> but I'll, I'll get through it. Um, but ultimately too, it's just that I'm a, that I, that I, I chase it, you know, um, you never want to chase it. You want to just make sure that what you're doing is important to you versus being successful. Right. Because if, if it's important and, it, and it's happening, even on a micro level, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a win. You know, if, if I, if I make a shitty song, it's a win because I made a song, you know, it's, uh, if, if something sounds trash, it's a win because I maybe learned one thing in that entire, in that entire day that's, I can take with me to the next song. Yeah. Don't play that chord ever again, or don't <laughs> this chord ever again, you know, like yeah. you learn, you know, so that's even failure is success. You know, um, I fear that I lose sight of that and I, I don't. I hopefully never will, but um, I'm, I'll make sure that I'm constantly on checking myself when it comes to my, my process with success. But um, and I fear that the bigger the bigger picture um, will never come. You know, I fear that all of this work might never pay off. And everyone has that fear with their ideas, right? Like, um, I don't want to be chasing for 30 years and then be dead, and then my music takes off. Oh man, right. he died before his time, you know. And you know, I fear like all of my hard work hitting when I'm when I'm old and decrepit and falling apart, you know. So, so yeah. yeah, that's really. But um, but ultimately, yeah, those are those are the two. That's how I see it, and that's how I fear it. Ultimately, but I still love the chase. I mean, who doesn't love the chase, right? Yeah. Um, but but the success isn't isn't um, validated from everyone. The success is just doing it, getting it, getting up, starting, closing your laptop or putting away your, your, your sketchbook or, you know, turning off your mic when you're done with the podcast because you did it. And that's, that's success, man. That's where yeah. it stays. For yeah. sure, man. Um, yeah. 
I think you're uh, what you said about um, the process and enjoying the process. I think it's so important because like so many people that all uh, I think non creatives mostly they they see the final product and it's like they get to judge it and that's fine. People are, are entitled to their opinions, but yeah. the I think what matters. Uh, I don't know if it matters more, but I think it matters just as much as the process and how much the artist enjoyed making that thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's opportunities to learn, man. I think people die for themselves from feeling successful when they do something wrong, you know? And it's important to, to, to remedy that with just real constructive feedback. But, you know, sharing your art is, is very intimate. It's very personal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you just have to remove anyone there that just says, this is trash. I don't like this, you know, because that type of person is probably not the type of person that one has ever really pushed themselves in that way, you know, or, or, or is, but is really hard on themselves or critical on themselves. Um, and sometimes I, I fall victim to being that person where I'm like, I don't like something. I bet I very much vocal it, you know, because yeah. I can tell that they, they, I can tell sometimes, um, maybe they didn't they didn't really try or put all the energy in it they just expect it to be good you know mm. and you know but in that moment you know success comes from just from failing really really hard and it's a beautiful thing um and i've had a lot of failures this year with trying to get things to sound good trying to produce i i i've, I've ran through different devices and ideas of how what kind of producer i wanted to be and i've failed i've lost so much I, I can say I lost money, but I mean, I invested money, you know, like you just have to switch the narrative a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think with, um, with those types of people too, who create, there's a, there's a, there's an intuitiveness behind it, right? Like if I'm having a conversation with you on something that is clearly not right, like, oh, well, you know, this, this, this project you're working on, I see where you're going. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't the right direction. You know, there's pro there's there's success in problem solving with someone, right? right? The success is taking that 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 flaw, and 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 diving deeper into it, and that's all. That's that's also an opportunity to success at a relate to succeed in, in a new relationship, a new friendship. You know, so it's it's important to mm. to to get in that space when you're when you're when you're about to fail, right? Man, what Look. you said, what you said about relationships, that just like it's that's a great metaphor, actually, if you think about yeah. it, um, yeah. because in a relationship, it's not all about succeeding. I mean, it's all about good times. It's it's all about when you have the downs, you figure it out. And that's how you have a quote unquote successful relationship. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. same with anything else that you do in life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to fail not success is not measured by all of the all, only winning success is measured by how you how you treat failure and you know how you take your l's you know your lessons and you can fail at one thing and and win all at the same time in ways that are more fruitful uh a year later like you know like i said with relationships someone can you can fail so hard and someone goes hey i have an idea you know and you're willing to listen success while you're listening mm -hmm. you're succeeding in listening uh and then you have that they have that critique and you and you, you make that adjustment you're willing to step out of yourself 
and, and, and open your idea up to someone and trust someone else with your vision, success. Right. Now, now you have, a, you have a new friend, success. And now in six months you try again and it's, it's, it's successful, right? Yeah. This, the wins happen. The, the, the success happened before the, the final product, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, the exactly. Success, the success happened a long time ago. That's yeah. just the product, the product of success um, is, is a, is a good return. Yeah. Right. That's and the important thing. The important thing is like letting yourself feel that. Yeah, for sure. You know, some people don't let themselves feel like, Oh, I did a good job on this today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. letting yourself feel that and you, and you start to feel successful along the way and that builds yeah. up, you know, that gives you motivation. That gives you yeah. momentum. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm successful when I'm, I'm listening to my music and I'm dancing in my apartment, you know, yeah. by myself. I have a secret no one knows right now. And I'm just in here dancing. And even if, even if it, it, I play it for someone and they're like, I don't get this at all. That's not failure. You yeah. were just dancing in your apartment. Right. Celebrate that. You, you know, like that's, that was for you. You succeeded then. That's, that's it. There's nothing yep. after that. Whatever happens after that is just the residual. It's just, it's just continual. It's, it's the, the moment of joy happened already. Yep. You know, you can, you can feel it again for sure, but the first one is the most important one, you know? Yeah. Um, 100%. So yeah. Yeah, man. Success is strange. You know, <laughs> it's a tough one. Life is weird. Life is so confusing. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like you said, nobody knows what the fuck is going on, you know? We're just oh, going no. through it. <laughs> cool. So before I ask the last question, do you have any anything that you want to bring up? Any topics, any stories, yeah. anything you feel is important? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, I guess the goal was really to just, like, discuss – this uh, this concept around kind of getting this bigger picture of of the of, of our planet that we're on i feel like we've talked a lot about my journey and i kind of want to touch more yeah. on like this narrative a little bit you know before we close if that has if that has to do with the last question great but you know i'm very curious um on on that narrative and that, that conversation as well you know um and hopefully that message is, is being delivered in our conversation um but yeah i kind of want to you know, talk a little bit on this topic about your, your vision with this podcast and, and see how we yep. can maybe tie that into the last question if it fits or maybe maybe gear off a little bit before we hit that last question. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would love to get your thoughts on, on it'll be talked about the overview effect and, you know, this vision yeah. that I have of creating, maybe it's a small pocket at this point, but just, uh, what is it? Like, I guess creating mm -hmm. a collection of stories that, paint the picture of humanity um so how i see these conversations and um you know a great example is our conversation that we just had is every individual story i think the getting yeah. to the depth of every person's story and going deep into those stories um and then sharing that it i think each in each individual conversation um although it's just a picture of one person's life I think in the whole, it gets this, mm -hmm. it, it paints the picture of different mm -hmm. people and different lifestyles and different experiences, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So, but yeah, um, in terms of this, this project, yeah, the, the overview effect is what I'm trying to achieve. And that's the feeling of when astronauts go to space and they look back at earth 
and they 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 have this emotional and psychological shift that there's no such things as borders that we're all humans um that we we have we're, we're alone together mm-hmm. basically right where where they see earth alone on this black background and they're just like yeah we're, we're alone we don't have anybody else in the universe that we know of right so why are we acting like this right um yeah. this is essentially the question that comes out of it but I, i'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that Man, I mean, I, when you when you that's such a dope concept that you that you created, you know, that overview effect. I've never even heard the term until you, you know, until you reached out. And um, I, I've always, I think, when I was a child, I wanted to be an astronaut. You know, um, mm. I, you know, you, you, I want to be a fireman. Eh? These noble, grand, heroic ideas of, of what it means to be, you know, a, a, an adult, and that, mm. that diminishes as the real world hits you. And, you start to become jaded by um, the way life's treating you and the things that come up and you start to become and you got you start to go inward and you start to only think about yourself and your pursuits and you you very quickly lose not only your imagination but your willingness to you know collaborate without compensation or or do or do without you know expecting anyone to do for you in return you know, yeah. we lose, we, we're, we're taught to not have the overview effect. It's not instilled in our, in our education. It's not, it's not instilled in, in the household. You know, we don't have a sense of community as much as we like to think we do, you know? Um, yeah, the overview effect is, the overview effect is such an important message because I can imagine, I've seen film, I love sci-fi. I look at Earth and I feel like I, I have an, a sense of it when I look at it through film, but I guess you have to really see it. You have to really feel separate from the planet to to kind of, you know, wanna, it's like watching it, watching something go down and you're like, why are they fighting? Like, you know, Ugh. they don't need to be fighting. I need to go in there and break this up. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> right, 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 right. Feeling, you know? Um, yeah. How do I how do I achieve that? And you know, and man, like I always said, if I could, if I can just, if you just locked all of the world leaders into a room and gave them shrooms, you know, they would they would all fucking come to the realization that we're all in this together. You know, like just just yeah. them, like and just just feed them, feed it to them relentlessly until they 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 have ego death and step out of themselves and decide to make policy that that reminds us all that we are in this instead of pinning each other against one another and, and blaming the opposite party or person because of because we don't have jobs or because of immigration or because of, you know no it's, it's all hindering you from the overview effect everything that's our life is based around is is taking that i is taking the opportunity away from us every day you wake up you're, you're looking at your phone you're looking at the news you're looking at your instagram you're trying so hard to, to, to have this connection, but only for you, you know, mm. it bugs, mm-hmm. you know, like just not to pivot, but like you think of the overview effect, social media is probably the, the biggest culprit in some degree, because I love your, I love your Instagram because you're, you're so inclusive. You're so, you're so, you're always asking, you're always open to collaborate, collaborating and, and, and openness. You're wanting to talk. You're not just, trying to look cool or, you know, 
you're not talking about yourself with a cute pic. <laughs> you're like really just trying to seek answers and get people to talk. And um, you know, you look at influencers, quote unquote, and people that have a hundred thousand followers and can't reply to one message, you know, yeah, because right. you don't have enough followers. That is, that is not what you, you do not deserve to have a hundred thousand followers. If that's how you think, you know, you, yeah. you do not need to be in a position to influence anyone if that's how you think, you know? So, so yeah, the overview effect is super important and um, man, uh, it, it touched me and it inspired me to, to take my to take my vision a step further to try and make sure that what I'm creating is is hopefully um, helping people and remember that we're all in this together. You know, I can't wait to preach that in a in a in a nightclub where there's just nothing but love and, and movement. I can't I can't wait to, to tell people that. You know. Oh man, I'm <clears throat> I'm honored. Yeah. I'm honored that you would even say that. Um, you know this this whole like yeah. this whole project uh to me i feel like is built on people sharing Absolutely. like people like you you know sharing so openly about your story yeah it's 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 a really generous act you know what i mean to share about your personal experiences and yeah so every person that is shared uh whether whether it's uh, a podcast interview or mm-hmm. someone commenting on something and, and sharing and divulging their personal story or experience um, with everyone else it's mm-hmm. it's like it's something that i didn't expect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but it's such a beautiful surprise and a beautiful gift you know what i mean man i think even the most feared men and and, and people we, we swear we hate will surprise you if you just sit down and listen to their story you know mm-hmm. um, because you know it, it all leads up to something and you know for you to do this it's like um it's just a reminder that like, I remember a conversation we had before the podcast, we talked and, you know, and I mentioned that, man, no, you mentioned that you had, a, you set up this coffee little situation and people all wanted to tell their story and no one wanted, yep. no, no one wanted to listen, you know, yep. that's the problem. You know, we're so eager to tell our story and I want to tell my story, but let's be honest, I'm not the only one that's dealing with poverty and, and this pandemic. I'm one of millions. I'm no different than, than anyone. I don't feel, I don't feel called or more special. You know, I'm, I'm, we are all in this together. And the moment we all realize that we might be able to come out of this a better way where we don't have to feel isolated. We can't even knock on our neighbor's door. And you know, when's the last time you knocked on your neighbor's door and asked for salt? We should do that. I don't think I've ever knocked on my neighbor's door. <laughs> there you go. But like, I remember as a kid, I used to do that. Like, yo, go there yeah. and ask, you know, your neighbor for some, some hot sauce or some salt. Hey, I'm next door. Like, you guys have salt? Yeah, one second. Here, here you go. Bring it back whenever. Yeah. You know, like that. We don't even do that anymore, you know? And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love your message and how to get people to listen. How to get, man, when you do get 100,000 followers, I hope you make you take a day to answer as many dms and questions as possible you know a week because absolutely man because you are now are responsible to make sure that those hundred thousand people are represented and heard you know your content is is valuable and the internet should that's what the internet should be based and measured on 
not how cute your outfit is, not how big your ass is, not how great your workout plan is. You know, this idea of, of what we attract, what we're attracted to needs to really shift. Um, and until that happens, you know, the overview effect is going to be, you know, I think a very important job for, for you. And, um, you know, I'm just excited to be a part of this. And also like after this, like how, how can I help? You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think it's going to take collaborate collaboration for this, pro, for this yeah. project. Um, 100%. so, you know, you know, like, you, you know, soul selection, so soul selection radio. Yeah. 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 From the Bay area. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you look at their mission, you know, it's like, it works, you know, because of the vision behind it and what the meaning of it is. I mean, now yeah. I think now there's some elements where it's like obviously commercialized because you know, money, but uh, eventually it all boils down to one common thread, you know, the love and, 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 and protection of good quality music, soul music that, that drives you, you know, and no matter what race you are, no matter what you believe in, you can still come into a selection show and, and, and enjoy your time and connect with other people there, you know, um, right. that's an overview effect, right? Absolutely. So, so now taking it a step further, because now I think your vision is, 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 is important because we're about, we're, we're so far from it. We're more individually driven and isolated than ever before. And if we don't do something about it, I think it's good. It could be, the, it could really could be the end of us, you know? Yeah. Um, and we won't know what to think. We won't know how to show up for people. We won't even know what, how to show up for ourselves. Uh, if, yeah. we allow, if we allow the narrative to continue the way it's, it's going, you know, yeah. we, we might even, our, our kids might not even realize that this is a planet. They might think that it's a corporation, you know, if we don't, if yeah, we, man, <laughs> we don't, so. man, I, yeah, I, I appreciate the, um, the words and also the, the, uh, making me aware of the responsibility, you know, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think interacting with people in the DMs is not just a, a strategy. It's not a marketing strategy. It's like, I'm actually, I'm actually trying to connect with people here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I take the responsibility very, very seriously. I think one thing that made me realize it is, you know, with the podcast, I get, I get data on people listening and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I think at one point I had like 400 hours mm -hmm. that people had listened to my podcast, mm -hmm. which means that like, a total of 400 hours has been used mm -hmm. and spent time on this podcast. Yeah. People, some people have millions of hours that people have spent on their podcast. Yeah. And all, and a million people at once listen, that's one hour by a million people. That's that exactly that, you know, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, like the power you have is incredible, especially with the technology that we have, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the times we live in to, to be able to spread our, our message and everyone has one right now, but you know, I'm only, I'm more concerned and care about the people that are included, inclusive and not, yeah. you know, putting pay tolls up on information, not putting up um, conditions for participation um, and truly connecting with the audience. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Like my coast, fair and share, comment on. No, you're, you're, <laughs> you're wrong. And you, and like, for instance, Billionaires, you know, I, I don't, ha I don't, I've never had a billion dollars. I can't, I don't know what it's like to have a billion dollars. I don't know the pressure that you must feel to have to bear the burden of the world knowing you are a billionaire. 
but to actively be a shitty person with a billion dollars as a as an overview effect the world should determine you're not fit to have a billion dollars you don't know what to do with a billion except hoard it and keep it or, or, or want more from it you know it's like yeah. there's an illness happening and i think the only cure is an overview effect if we can take everyone you know if elon musk can just make enough space x spacex ships to launch us all to space for a day i think that would that would change everything too you know oh I would, man I would, I, would, I would invest in that real fucking quick you know what i'm saying yeah 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 um i was in the beginning of this process i i was talking to a friend of mine and that was one of the ideas that we talked about was like yo what if you could actually send people to space so like you said uh, put every you said put everyone you, you said put all the world leaders into a room and give them uh, mushrooms i think yeah. Send them to space, man. <laughs> and then when they're fucking tripping black, yeah. rap, just like make it hard, you know, like really, really fucking plow it into their brains. Like, listen, yeah. there's, there's no other reason to be leading other than to be giving everything you can to the people you swore to protect. If you're my leader, you don't send fucking private militia grouped police no name tag whoever's police riot gear out into the street beat us and then tell me that you care about my my health and that i should get back you know like it's it's a yeah, yeah. it's an abusive relationship with with policy makers and and citizens and we're so polarized and, it, and it's happened in history several times over. It's just, it's, it's in the yeah. history books. It's all we know and we've yeah. learned nothing. So yeah, the overview effect is, is a huge, it's a, it's Elon Musk needs to hear this podcast. Elon Musk needs to, <laughs> Elon Musk, if anyone can do it, Elon can do it. And he needs to have a fleet of yeah. space shuttles to lift us into space, to make us realize, you know, why we're here because I like, I hope so. Like I said in the beginning of the in our in our podcast, you know, I fear forgetting why I'm here. And it's important to find ways to remember. So so yeah, you know, overview effect. I'm I'm on, man. I'm I'm hooked. I'm I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah. this isn't just a podcast, this is a way of life. This is a this is a constant this is a constant uh constant thing. This is a daily this is a daily practice. The overview effect is a practice, you know. So that's how I feel. When I learned it about it, I was like, man, I got I got a lot of work to do. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't just end, it doesn't end on this podcast. I, I take now, I take this with me. I consider this when I'm in front of other people. You know, I consider this in the work I do. I ask myself, is this is this part of the overview effect? Is it am I helping here or am I limiting no. the opportunity? So so yeah, man, thank you for that. So Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. Um I uh, I can't wait to hear I mean, not, I'm not, I'm not even separate from the overview effect. I'm just like getting to know you as a person, um, has been a blessing and I'm, I'm excited to see what, what comes from your person, what comes from you and your experiences and how you put that into music. Thank you. Man. I think that's just, that's just great for the world. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, what's, what's this cool. last question, bro? Let's get to it. All right, here we go. Uh, so we as humans put up statues of people. Not because we love those people, but because we love what those people represent. When you pass on from this life and the world puts up a statue of you, where would you want to put that statue and what would you want that statue to represent? 
Good question. Forgive me, I'm thinking. No rush. Cool. Man. Ooh. Um, I want that statue. It's so tough because where I call home is in, I'm thinking like, do I want the statue to be placed where I was born? Do I want it to be placed at the, at the, at the place of where I died? You know, um, does the statue have to be physical? Can it be like a virtual statue? Whatever you want, man. Okay. Um, I think the internet's going to be more important um, by the time I'm gone anyway. So I feel like people are going to be in a virtual place. So I'm just going to go, yep. I'm going to go, I'm going to leave with my imagination here. If that's okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, when I, my statue like element of life will be in a, in a virtual space people can visit where um, my life in a, a room where I truly discovered myself will be completely re-rendered and uh, you can touch and, and, and play with the things that I touched and played with and there'll just be one message um, maybe like on like my computer or something that I, I like to visit, revisit frequently um, and it's that you, you know, you, there's still work to do, you know, there's still more to do. Um, it would, it would, it would only have a, it would have a small list of, 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 of goals that I scratch out or, you know, try to complete. But every day I wake up, I, I, I do, I always tell myself there's, there's, there's more, there's all, there's more work to do, you know, um, and what was the second part? Where would, what would it say? What, what would you want it to represent? I would want it to represent just, I would want it to represent authenticity. I want, I want to, I would love to preach it. I would, I would, this, the most important work um, is discovering yourself first. You know, you can't help, no one can help anyone without truly knowing themselves. And, uh, the faster and closer you get to that, you know, the more, the more work, the more, you know, the more effect you'll have in your life. You know what I'm saying? The less energy it'll take to, to get things done. Um, yeah. Um, that's sort of how, I mean, in a nutshell, that's how I would represent it. Um, I would be, I mean, if there was a statue there or a picture of me or something, I'd be smiling, cheesing really hard. I wouldn't be stoic and like I wouldn't I wouldn't have a strong pose or anything. I would I would be I would have be smiling and I would look comfortable. I would look I would be relaxed because I would want to be remembered as someone that, you know, I'm known for my chill, you know, element to hopefully not a dominating presence. But I want people to see that as a strength of also. I want people to see yeah. I wanted to represent joy and someone that loved what he did um, and stayed true to himself. And um, yeah, that's sort of what, that's how my statue would look. I would be smiling and then, you know, yeah, come and hang out with it. You know what I'm saying? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you or someone you know would be interested in being interviewed for the Earthian podcast, reach out to us on Instagram at we are Earthian. 
And of course, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you and have a beautiful day.